pleasant good morning to each one of you. Welcome to our devotional today. And we'll be reading Psalm 90, verses 1 to 17. And this is the psalm that Moses had written. Psalm 90, verses 1 to 17. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and say, Return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes as is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger. By your wrath we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sign. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but the toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long. Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as you have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. In this psalm, Moses declared that the Lord is their dwelling place. Lord, you have been our dwelling place. That's what we can read the first line in verse 1. We ask this question, who is permanent and enduring but God alone? Is there any other permanent being or a being that is eternal apart from God? Hence, the only true security of man, as Moses declared here, is God himself alone. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The good thing about God, although he is a great God, is that this God reached out to us as men. He chose us before the foundation of the world, according to Paul in the book of Ephesians. So when Moses saw that, his peers and his colleagues, those who rebel against God at the wilderness, they were dying day by day. They were burying people because they were not able to enter the promised land, as God said, because of the rebellion. He saw the misery of mankind. He saw the misery of his people, that they die at the wilderness. Yes, God is eternal, but human life is, by contrast, so fleeting and uncertain. And man's life is brought to an end as God decides and when he chooses when it will happen. No matter how long a person lives, even a thousand times or a thousand years, his existence is very insignificant compared with the eternality of God. Verse 3 to 6, the psalmist Moses said, 
you return man to dust and say, Return, O children of man. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a grain, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and weathers. The picture here of, of a man's frailty and short life is quite picturesque because you can just see a flood passing um, and so fast that it, it is just, you know, in a minute it's gone. It's like a dream when you wake up, it's just gone. It's just like a grass growing up or this grass grow and then at the end of the day it will wither because of the heat of the sun. So that's, that's the picture of our life. That's a picture of how short man's life is. But And we ask this question, what makes the life of man short? And the psalmist Moses said in verse 7 to 10 that it is sin. Sin has corrupted human life and has brought about God's judgment upon him in the form of life's troubles. And when trouble come to fruition, death will happen. Let me read verse 7 to 10. For we are brought to an end by your anger. By wrath we are dismayed. Why? Because of iniquities. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. Now there are some sins that are open and, and uh, evident, but there are secret sins that we do. Nevertheless, God sees it. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sign. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. 80, 70 years. How, how long are these years compared to eternity? They are just very short. The cause of this short life, why there is death, is sin. When in fact, Paul writes later in the book of Romans that because of sin, we die. The wages of sin is death. And for all have sinned and come short with the glory of God, therefore everyone dies. Suddenly, the wicked people or the ungodly people live to please only themselves. They have no fear of God. And they don't care that they are heaping up sins so that they are building up God's judgment against them. So every wicked person who don't care, who don't bother he he does his wickedness and sins regardless whatever he is heaping a case against himself because those sins god will use to judge him later but those who love god have to seek god's wisdom that they may know how to use their short lives in the best way possible as designed by God. In verse 11 and 12, we can read that. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. So Moses prayed here that God will teach him how to number his days, not years, not months, but days. It's important for us to recognize that we live a day at a time. The Lord Jesus taught us to pray even one day at a time. Give us this day our daily bread. 
So every time we rest during the evening, we dare not to presume that we will be alive the next day. We live a day at a time. So maybe that we will treasure our lives a day at a time. Today could be the last day of our lives. Should God extend our lives the next days ahead, we cannot dare and presume that we will live because God is the one controlling the length of our days. Since Moses wants to live his life wisely, he prays for God's grace and mercy here. As a result of this prayer, life's sorrow will be replaced with joy, as Moses asked here, and life will become fruitful in serving God. What would be best for our short life is to devote and commit our lives unto the Lord, so that even though this life is full of troubles and sorrows, it will be used mightily for the advancement of God's kingdom, for, to, for us to serve God, that our joy will be to glorify God. As John Piper says, the Lord is most glorified when we are most satisfied in Him. A life that is totally devoted and committed to the Lord. So the prayer of Moses as he closed this psalm is in verse 13 to 17. And let me read once again. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. He cannot ask for justice. He cannot ask for fairness here. He was just pleading for God's mercy. In verse 14, satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love. The steadfast love here is the loving kindness of God. He asked God to fulfill and satisfy his life in the morning that day. And mind you, Jeremiah wrote, writes later in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 that his steadfast love never ceases. They are new every morning. But we could feel differently if we are burdened with the cares of this world. That's why it's important to really Ask God every day, Lord, may you just satisfy me with your steadfast love, with your mercies, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Gladness and rejoicing of heart are gifts from God. You cannot manufacture it. You cannot look it from somewhere else. It's a byproduct of our growing relationship with the Lord. Verse 15, make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as you have seen evil. You see, he was able to witness the dying of people in the wilderness. And he asked that the Lord will replace this with joy or rejoicing as long as he will live later. Verse 16, let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to your children so that God will use him that he will be an instrument for God's work to be done in and through his life. Is this our prayer also today? I hope this will be our prayer. Lord, make me an instrument of blessing that your name will be magnified and you will be glorified in my life. In verse 17, he closes this psalm with this statement. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our, of our hands. In the King James Version, let the beauty of the Lord will shine upon us. Well, there will be no other 
greater or better than this kind of life, that our lives are used by God for His glory, that God's favor and beauty will shine in and through our lives. Let it be that this will be our prayer today. This is my prayer for my life. I hope that this will be your prayer as well. But if you have not trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as yet, you need to repent of your sins and trust the Lord Jesus Christ so that his life will shine in and through you. As he said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, let your light so shine before men that when they see your good works, they will glorify God in heaven. Well, there is no other better use of the short life other than a life where God can use. Whatever we receive from God, the salvation that we receive from God, these are gifts from God, even our life. But what we do with this life, this short life, is our gift to God. What gift can we give to God today with our lives? He does not want for many. He does not want anything in this world. He owns the gold, the silver, even the cattle in a thousand hills, including the hills. What he desires is our heart, that we will offer a heart full of thanksgiving, sincere, a heart devoted unto the Lord. Shall we just commit our lives unto the Lord today, that you may be pleased in whatever we do today? Father, we thank you that you have given us this opportunity to read Psalm 90. And thank you, Lord, that indeed we can say with Moses, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Without you, Lord, we are nothing. As Christ said, apart from me, you can do nothing, for we are nothing. Father, may the, the prayers of Moses will be true to our hearts also, because this is our prayer as well, that you will satisfy us and make us glad today through your mercies, that you will do a, a greater work in and through our, our lives today, that your glory, that your favor will be upon us. Lord, make me that we'll be able to experience this today through the enablement of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.